So hey there and welcome to episode 83 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica and today we are going to talk a little bit about what outcomes are unacceptable to you. Stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. Hello, hello. All right. Episode 83. Now, before we dive into today's topic, which I want to talk about what outcomes are unacceptable to you, and that will make more sense soon. We should probably put the phone on silent. What I want to do first, though, is talk to you a little bit about an announcement that I have around the podcast. So if you've been listening for a little while, you might know that I started this podcast back in April 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. And I have been bringing you two episodes every week since then, one by myself and one with a guest. And I have absolutely loved that. I have loved so much talking to so many amazing people from all over the world about movement, about mindfulness, about how we can live um, a life that we, you know, love. And one of the things that has been tricky, though, is keeping up with that schedule. Two podcasts a week is actually a lot of work. Um, But I am nothing if not committed when I say that I'm going to do something. I'm very good at showing up and doing what needs to be done. That said, when I was thinking at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, what I wanted my year to look like, one of the things that kept coming up for me was that I really don't like feeling rushed. I don't like feeling like I have 65 million things to do in any given moment, which is interesting because you'd think I did, given the way that I've lived my life. But the truth is, I don't like it and I don't want to live my life that way. And so I've been thinking about, you know, the way that I structure my day and the way that I, you know, take on activities with my kids and all of that sort of thing. And one of the things that I realized was that probably it would be okay just to do one podcast episode per week. And so that's what I'm going to be doing from now on. We're going to do one podcast episode. It's going to be sometimes me, sometimes me with a guest. Still going to be the content that you have come to enjoy. Um, But you might not have even known that I was bringing out two a week. I don't know. Now it's just going to be one on a Thursday. So just a heads up. This might make no difference. You might be like, I didn't even know that that's what was happening. I just dip in and out. All good. But I just wanted to let you know that that is going to be how we go moving forward. Um, You know, if you scroll back through the history, you'll notice that it's like a solo episode, a guest, a solo episode, a guest. And so now it'll just be a little bit more of a a mix up depending on um, what's going on. So now that we have gotten that out of the way, let's talk about today's topic, which is what outcomes are unacceptable. So this is more of a pondering, I suppose. I don't necessarily have answers here. (laughs) So I apologize for that in advance. But one of the things that I was thinking about recently was how oftentimes we show up for things that, you know, we don't necessarily love or want, but we show up without question. So 
you know, some of these things might be like, maybe you don't love your job, but you show up every day regardless. Most of us don't love brushing our teeth and sort of doing that self-maintenance stuff, but we know it needs to be done. And so we show up for it anyway. Same with cleaning the house. You know, I'm, I don't enjoy that as, you know, very much every now and then I feel like I do, but it's not like the thing that I go to. Um, but it happens. It gets done. I do the washing. I clean the house. I clean the toilets. I do all those things. They get done. And I was thinking about how the things that we say we want, like doing more yoga, going for a walk every day, um, you know, taking on whatever hobbies it is, they're the things that we never seem to have enough time for. And I was thinking about why that is. And I was thinking that I think a lot of it has to do with what we're willing to sort of accept as acceptable or not acceptable. You know, we clean the house because the outcome of not doing that is unacceptable to us. We hate the thought that, you know, our mother-in-law might drop by and the house is a bomb or we don't like the, the possible outcome of like not showing up for our job and therefore losing it. Or we don't like the outcome of not brushing our teeth being that we end up with lots of cavities and, you know, a billion dollar dental bill. And so I think for some of us, it's like the outcome of not doing those things is unacceptable. And so we show up doesn't mean that we don't have a choice. We do have a choice. We can choose not to show up to work. We just don't want the outcome of that choice. Likewise, we can choose not to clean the house. We just don't like the outcome of that choice, even though the act itself might be something that we're like, yeah, you know, whatever about. This is interesting when it comes to the fact that we're often much better at showing up for other people than we are for ourselves. And I think it's the same thing. I think the outcome of like being afraid of not being liked or the outcome of being perceived in a certain way is unacceptable to us. And so we show up for other people. But then it comes to the things that we want to do. And it seems to me that most of us are willing to deal with the outcome of not doing them because oftentimes, you know, it'll be the first thing to drop off the list. So I want you to think about these things that you want. Maybe it's doing more yoga. And let's use that as an example, given that this is, you know, (laughs) what I do. You want to do more yoga. You want to sign up to a class. You want to join the virtual studio. You want to do something like that. But you're like, I have no idea how to make this work in terms of time, in terms of my schedule, in terms of actually figuring out how to motivate myself enough to do it. And I just want you to think about this question that I've asked before, which is, you know, how do you want that to make you feel? Why do you want to move more often? Why do you want to do yoga? I can promise you that nobody does yoga just for the act of doing yoga. It is not something just to add another activity onto the list of things to do. Because as humans, we're not generally looking for more things to do. (laughs) That doesn't seem to be the way it works. Um, So we're not showing up to yoga. We're not saying we want to do yoga because we want more things to do. We want to do it because we believe it's going to make us feel a certain kind of way. Now, if we use the example of tension, because this is the one I guess that I come up against the most, the people who, you know, come to me, the people who join my studio, the people who, who do private classes with me usually come with pretty chronic tension. They come because they are sick and tired of feeling tense, of dealing with that every day and not knowing what to do about it. And so let's just imagine that that's true for you. Let's just imagine that, you know, you 
want to do yoga because you want to feel less tense. You want more ease in your body. Let's put it in the positive. You want to feel more ease, more calm, more, you know, um, capable in your body. So is the outcome of not having that, of staying tense, acceptable or unacceptable to you? And I think this is a really interesting question. As I said, I don't have the answers here. This is just kind of like the things that I fall asleep thinking about. Um, and I wrote a note about it in my, my notes on my phone, actually, because I was like, wow, yeah, why is it that the outcome of feeling tense all the time is acceptable to us when something like, you know, having dirty floors isn't acceptable to us? You know, I mean, it, it certainly seems to be acceptable to me because mine are pretty dirty at the moment. But, you know, you get the idea. Why is it acceptable to us that we could remain feeling the way that we feel tense, stressed, unable to, you know, manage the, the um, stress and overwhelm that we're experiencing? Why is that acceptable? I'm really curious because, you know, I've been in this place for sure. And I think that we all do things that move us away from the way that we want to feel pretty regularly. You know, just last night, I didn't go to bed until way too late. And even in a, even as I was like in the um, sort of process of making the decision that would keep me up later, I was watching Netflix, of course, um, <laughs> one more episode, even as I made that decision, I knew that it was going to make me not feel the way I wanted to feel in the long run. I knew it. And yet I made the decision anyway. And so it's just interesting the way that we are willing to make acceptable ways of feeling and being that we don't actually desire. You know, I don't want to feel tired. I want to feel energetic. I want to feel, you know, aligned and calm and all of these wonderful things. Um, and so, I don't know, I, I wonder if this way of thinking about things of like, you know, oh, actually, is it acceptable for me to move through the next 20 years with tension riddled in my body? Or would it be more acceptable to like not feel like that and to actually create the space and time in order to move well so that I can feel well? And then, you know, the thing about this is that it's not about then shooting on ourselves or punishing ourselves. It's about getting real about the things that we truly desire for ourselves. And, you know, like it's so easy to understand that we would stay in a job that we don't enjoy because we, you know, it's unacceptable to us to be unable to, you know, pay our bills. Like we all get that. But why is it that we're willing to, you know, essentially suffer feeling tense, feeling unable to manage our stress, feeling, you know, tight in our body in ways that is uncomfortable. Why are we willing to put up with that when, you know, often we just, we know what will help, but being consistent in showing up for ourselves to create that reality feels hard. And here's the thing that I think, you know, we often, I don't know, maybe get tripped up over as humans is that we become so all or nothing that we just so often choose nothing, <laughs> which is so interesting. You know, I, um, it's just so interesting. I find us such fascinating creatures. And so I just want you to, you know, just, this is just purely food for thought. But if you're sort of sitting there thinking, yeah, actually the outcome of me not moving more often, not doing that yoga class isn't acceptable to me anymore. I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel calm, strong, flexible, capable. I want those things. 
then what I would want, what I would like to invite you to do is to think about how do you do that in a sustainable, practical kind of way? Because if you're anything like me, you'll be like, right, that's it. From tomorrow morning, I'm up at 6am every day. I'm going to do 40 minutes of yoga. I'm going to do it. And that's it. I'm lying in the sand moment. I'm all in. And we all know <laughs> that that kind of thinking doesn't tend to last because we run out of motivation because motivation, you know, as we've talked about so many times is fickle. It will not hang around. It will leave the building. And then we're left with like, well, what now? And we might have this list of like, you know, get up at 6am, do this, do da, 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 da. And we're like, feel so overwhelmed by that. And so if the outcome of not moving more often feels unacceptable to you, how can you create little pockets of time that feel sustainable and practical for you in your life right now? That might be saying, I will take time to move every day for five minutes. I will find a yoga video that I will put on that takes me five minutes to do and I will commit to doing that every day. Or maybe that actually feels like too much. And you will say, I will commit to doing shoulder rolls, you know, once a day. Or I will commit to whatever it is, make it actually doable. No pie in the sky dreams when it comes to creating sustainable habits. This is why I talk so often about movement snacks. This is why I talk so often about, you know, finding those moments throughout the day. I think finding an hour on your yoga mat is amazing, but I actually think that we get better outcomes and results when we move in the little moments and we, you know, you know, both is great. <laughs> like definitely do the yoga class if you can. But so many of us are like, well, I haven't got an hour, so I'm going to do nothing. And so instead of, you know, finding these opportunities to move throughout the day that would really make a difference to the way that we feel, we do nothing because we don't think that we, you know, can make the time for the hour long class and we forgot our gym pants and whatever, whatever, whatever. So, you know, how do you make this sustainable for yourself? And this is why movement snacks, finding those moments, being, you know, really realistic about the fact that this can be simple. Shoulder rolls, ankle rolls, you know, just changing what you're doing with your body is so, so valuable. Um, yeah, went off on a little tangent there, but I hope that's helpful. So like I said, a little bit of food for thought. How do we, you know, why? Why are we making it acceptable to feel less than optimal in our bodies? The power and the, the capacity to feel well is there, you know, it really is. And we can create changes for ourselves in, in small moments. It doesn't have to be complicated. So, yeah, I hope that's some food for thought. I would love to hear what you think. Come on over and find me on Instagram at Erica Web Yoga, or you can email me Erica at EricaWebYoga.com.au. I'd love to know what you think. I want I, you know, I, I would love a two way conversation. That would be amazing. <laughs> Podcast land is very one sided, as you well know. Um, and if you are looking for some support with any of this, um, you know, I am available to work with one on one and I am, you know, around in the Mindful Movement virtual studio as well. So if you're new to the podcast and you don't know about that yet, the online um, Mindful Movement virtual studio is an online studio where I teach yoga, Pilates, somatic exercise, mindset stuff, and it's a combination of on demand 
classes that you can do basically anytime, anywhere you like, as well as a live stream calendar. So at the moment, we're in the midst of our summer series pop-up live stream classes. But from the 1st of February, we go into a 10-week sort of term uh, where we're going to have a few different classes throughout the week. Um, If you head to my Instagram, you'll see uh, details about the times for that, or you can, you know, touch base with me and I'll let you know. Um, So that's a really great way if you're like, I don't know how to make this sustainable. I don't know how to make these little sustainable changes. That could be a really useful resource because there are classes from five minutes all the way up to 60 um, and you get support from me as well, which, you know, this is my, my, as I said, go to sleep thinking about this stuff. So (laughs) um, I love to support people with it because it is, you know, it's, it's really lovely to feel capable and comfortable in your body. It really is. All right. That's it from me. I hope that you are doing well. Let me know what you think about the ideas in this episode. I'd love to hear from you. And as I mentioned, I'll be back in one week with another episode. And until then, keep being kind to you. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.